0: Today's special guest is a London native who moved to New York to help run a business, Classic Car Club. He's an incredible renaissance man who does anything from racing boats to motorcycles to help running an amazing members-only club in the city. Please, without further ado, welcome Phelan Cavanaugh. Dude, you have such awesome energy. Like, uh, you just bring dope energy every time you're in the room it's been great yeah energy. it's cool it's cool we, we got,
1: got like, we got to have fun you know We got yeah, to out. yeah dude. what are we
0: talking about this guy likes to have fun that <laughs> we, is true uh, likes we, to be serious we come from a he very have fun. <laughs> similar sort of background um in the sense that we kind of grew up in the car world a For little sure. bit and sure. uh we both work in the family business mm-hmm. um so you want to tell us a little bit about what your family business is
2: yeah it's uh so back in 90 1995 before i was born i was born in 96 Uh, my old man uh, started a private members club pretty much from scratch so started with two cars one was a mini cooper and one was like i don't even don't even know Uh, it was that much of a car uh he uh him and his brother they were just messing around doing like little things cars and coffees on the weekends started getting a bit of traction then they were hosting them uh at the garage people were bringing their cars and they were like, we can do more to this. There's more, more to come. Like we're getting a lot of people here, but to make it more into a business and more into something that they love doing. Instead of I, my dad was in construction at the time, and really, uh, I, I always remember this story that he told me. It told me it was he would. Uh, his boss, he'd come into work and his boss would be like, yeah, go sit on the toilet, warm the toilet up for me. Really? <laughs> yeah. So a my dad, like, it's kind of weird. It's so but... super weird. <laughs> yeah. It's old school shit, you know,
1: like. <laughs> I don't think it's cool, but. Yeah. I would do that one day. Yo, can you go like warm <laughs> the toilet up <laughs> for me? Yeah. That's when you're rich. <laughs> <laughs> you're real rich. Yeah, I think nowadays,
2: to... nowadays you've got <laughs> heated toilet seats, but for the sake of it, I'd be like, yo, go, yeah. go warm the toilet seat real
1: quick for <laughs> me. <laughs> Like, uh, <laughs> <hours that you laughs> yeah. Yeah. Is it shit? warm yet? Yeah.
0: <laughs> 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 so where was that? The first club?
1: Uh first club
2: was um it was all based around Islington, North London. Okay. Um that's kind of where they started. I believe they started doing it in their like home home, which was in Rice Lip. Um, just outside of London. Um that's where they grew up and uh but the the club has always been in Islington, Shoreditch Way, so
1: East London, North London. That neighborhood that you just said in London, what would you compare that to? Like, what is like the New York? It's very like uh,
2: nowadays. It's like Williamsburg. Okay. It's kind of like hipstery. Right. Gentrously. Um. Yeah. Very like on the gentrified. outskirts
1: of like all the action, like the way Williamsburg is a little bit, or. Uh
2: yeah yeah actually it's exactly like that and it's it's more so it's more like Williamsburg because of the location of it but then it just that they they kind of gentrified together it was it was pretty cool um but it worked it worked in London it was very like heavy like not heavy metal but like rock and roll kind of mm. lifestyle
1: that kind of stuff and what kind are, of rock and roll what What are we listening to here was it like 80s kind of stuff or 90s uh, like kind
2: of stuff like Red Hot Chili Peppers, ah. like, kind
1: of like 90s rock and roll okay okay yeah, okay yeah. Nirvana. my english rock association my dad you know the smiths yeah no, my yeah dad is a so, huge smiths guy same, yeah, the same Clash kind of, that's like same kind of shit yeah then, so that? i had to ask exactly like that very cool um, very smiths cool. was playing actually
2: a lot in the club because I, I was only i was small i was like at the club yeah i was like
1: in the car club yeah
2: wow yeah yeah, yeah. like i was six seven running around the car club again is a members private members club so it started off there as their garage, stuff, and growing, growing, growing. So they put a membership base to it. Once they did the membership base, it became a business. And okay. then they started buying and selling cars. And um, and I got stories for days, actually, when it comes to it. uh, this. So
1: lot your dad was different. just always like a master marketer?
2: Yeah, pretty much. But, like, loved cars. So just okay. wanted to do things he loved. He was a entrepreneur at heart, but went into the construction business because that's kind of what his dad was doing at the time. So he was helping out there and there. But wanted to start his own business at the end of it, um. So did it, got it up and running, and then it just, it just rolled like it just. I I don't even know where it. And it was your dad and your uncle. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Now it's just just yeah. my old man, and then obviously we have Mike and Zach, uh, who are directors at the at the car club now. But yeah, predominantly my old man started the whole thing, and now he's moved to New York
0: with it as it's as it's come over here. So it's changed a bit. To, from what it was Big was it always this place where people could kind of like-minded people can come and and hang out but also drive cars yeah like,
2: so like the, the first mod the, the base model of it was we we owned the cars um so we still had back then we had a i'm talking back then like early 2000s we had a fleet of about 25 30 cars oh wow and really like old m5 Mm -hmm. uh, like quirky stuff like a citroen c2 enthusiast stuff. yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely a lot of astons like old astons jags we had a lot of them um and it was more the fact it was just based around the driving membership so you'd buy a package of points and you drive the cars there was little hangout spots like they'd throw events here and there but it was nothing there was no social aspect the club other than like-minded people coming and having a coffee during the day and picking up cars and at that time 10 people would come at once and pick up their cars you know so it was a waiting process they'd Mm -hmm. shoot the shit and like stuff like that and then it just got became something in 05 they really saw traction with the with the club social and And that was still in London yeah so that was still in London but in 05 around 2003 my dad started looking at New York Mm. He knew there was a market for it. He really wanted to do it. Was he spending a lot of time here? He was. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was like he was back and forth a lot. Um, and then in oh two thousand five, they they launched Classic Car Club New York, which was crazy. I mean, like I was two thousand five. I was I don't know. I was about ten years old, ten eleven years old. I just remember walking in. So we went to me and my family went to the launch party. This is two thousand five. Classic Car Club New York launches, opens their doors um so we get this downtown it was around tribeca way 250 mm-hmm. hudson street um and uh, i will never forget this party ever in my life ever in my life how old were like, you i was but maybe like <coughs> 10 or 11 around there it's cool they brought you up. uh dude it was crazy it was a uh, genuinely crazy so my dad went ahead i remember the whole day my dad went ahead um and he was there all day they were setting up the club and everything and around Seven, 7 o'clock my mum got me and my brother and sister and we had her friend was there and our like kid friend childhood friend was there um, and we get to the car club the block of it and there's just this huge line wrapped around the block I'm, wow I'm thinking what's going on here like this is <laughs> mental yeah my dad definitely didn't do this what's going on Must well, be waiting for the concert next so, time <laughs> yeah so my mum gets us and brings us to the back of the line I'm thinking this is my dad's spot and we're standing in the back of the line. Something's very wrong here. Like. Something's very wrong. <laughs> so my mum calls my dad and she's like, oh, we're at the back of the line. Like, what's going on here? He's like, what the fuck are you doing back there? Like, get up to the door. <laughs> this is my party. Like, get up to the door. So we walk in the door and instantly, boom! My my jaw just hits the ground, like hits the ground. Just I'm looking, out of control, dude, out of control. Yeah, drinks flowing, canopies passing, like wow,
1: bro, it was crazy, but it was lawless, like
2: wow,
1: really lawless. That was a lawless time,
2: yeah, for sure. But the you next thing that. I see is like these six foot m- naked models painted in gold, wow. white, That's so poo, sick. red, serving drinks and like serving wow. canopies, and I'm just sitting there like titties, titties, <laughs> like, this shit's crazy, you know, so that was like the launch party of CCC in New York, and it was, it was wild. That's amazing. So was
1: he, so how long have you been here in New York? Personally,
2: yeah. I've been here about coming, yeah, about seven years now. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I moved over when I was 20, uh, just turned 27, so.
0: you see a big difference between life in general, between london or uk and america and also car culture wise
2: um i always thought car culture was they're very different between london and new york very very different how so uh there isn't much of a car culture in the uk it's, really yeah it's, but really? It's, it's growing now now do you have like youtubers and and a lot of instagram influence yeah <laughs> literally yeah, yeah. so and now it's it's definitely when i was growing up there was Classic car club was the car culture in London. Like wow. That's where people kind of understood what was going on in the car world. But the US, there's always been car culture, you know? Like a huge thing over here was me understanding muscle, American muscle, because mm. I never really understood it. And it really comes from like a childhood where your father... Loves the cars and you kind of work on it together, right. kind of, and that's still in my mind. That's how I yeah, see like right. American Muscle. You got, you got a calendar
0: on the fridge, right? It has
2: exactly Corvette, yeah. Mustang, yeah, yeah, We're and like girls
1: with titties. <laughs> <laughs> it all comes back
0: <laughs> to titties. Yeah. It's always
1: so, like, titties. That, that there was just none of that culture in the UK. So, that's Interesting to me because growing up, I always thought it would be the reverse. Because yes. obviously, do they're domestic over there, it's right. like a European product. Plus, like, you have the I mean, McLaren wasn't really like when I was young a brand, but obviously, we had S and Martin, Bentley, Range, but um, yeah, really? Range Rover, Jaguar, blah blah blah, but um, you know, Top Gear, so like, I always thought that yeah. was a big part of the culture, and then like, I feel like I would see on YouTube, like, I remember like early, like. Footage on like bad iPhones and stuff of like like a, a Mercy SV like backing through. up like somewhere in a club in London, like a million people taking photos. So I thought that it was like way bigger over there.
2: Yeah, I mean, that that's like mm-hmm. pockets of London. London is so different to New York because New York is condensed to a tiny island. You mm-hmm. know? Right. London's huge, London's spread out. So like when you see stuff like that, it's in a tiny pocket in like Mayfair London, which is a very expensive place to go out you know, any restaurant you're spending money, any nightclub you're spending lots of money. To live there is very expensive. So mm-hmm. like, people go there just for that car scene, but it's not. It's not big. It's tiny. Okay. It's yeah. really, really small. And that again, that's only really getting traction in the last ten years or so. Because when again, when I was growing up, it
1: just wasn't like that. So in New York, like, like almost all like native manhattan or like people who live there full-time they don't have a car no so is it different in london uh yeah very different people have cars
2: like when i was growing up i had a driveway always i'd moved around but we always had a driveway same with my friends like it's very it's way more accessible to have a car in london and that's again at ccc that's one of our selling points like right you can't have a car you can't you like you can you can own a car in Manhattan. But then you have to think of storage. And
0: you're paying out the ass.
2: Up pay, right. yeah, like Insane. you're literally paying out the ass. So we'll take care of all of that. We'll take care of all the storage, all the maintenance, right. Any dings that happen. All you got to do is come collect the car, have fun with it, drop it off, and Bob's your uncle. You know, yeah. like you're good. Yeah. Um. So that's a huge part of like when people come. What do you say, door. Bob's your uncle?
1: Yeah, Bob's your uncle.
2: Yeah, hey, I don't know that one. That's, <laughs> I, I
1: heard that once. I don't think that's something we really have is Bob as an uncle. Yeah, <laughs> I think we missed out on that. I don't but. think we have Bob as an uncle. It just was, was the same. I, know, heard right? it once. <laughs> I
0: heard it once before, but yeah. So what's your involvement in the club? Um,
2: So pretty much started from the bottom. Like when I first came over to New York.
1: Really quick, when you started, was it in the original building or is it here?
2: It was... Up at Pier Seventy Six. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So I I started there in pretty much when we moved in, like 2016. We moved in there. 16, 17 is when I I fully moved over here. Okay. Um,
1: did you move for that?
2: Yeah, pretty much. So I was I was I left high school in the UK, um, went straight into work. Didn't do any college or anything. Um, straight into work. Jumped around a few businesses. I went into a few family businesses, um, and. I just had a bit of a hard time, really. Like all my friends were at college; they all all went off and did that, and I was kind of like, oh, I should have done that, maybe. Like a bit bummed
0: out, and they're out there partying, getting drunk. Yeah. And- Is
1: like, UK college the same as American college? Where you get like wrecked all the time. Yeah. Okay. It's pretty good. much the exact same. <laughs> right, just making sure.
2: Um, and I would make the most out of it, you know. I'd go see my friends on the weekends and stuff, but it just like it was a lot. Yeah. A lot traveling, a lot of getting around. And then working, I didn't really, I was in construction, uh, one job, I was worked in semi on the outskirts of the music industry. Did for they make another. you sit
0: in a toilet at the construction job? Definitely not. Okay.
2: Good. I've <laughs> seen some stuff, yeah. done. I've definitely seen some stuff. Things done changed. Um, what was the
0: craziest thing you saw on the construction job?
2: Uh, I was this old guy. He was actually like very good friends with my grandfather, and we were doing some de- uh, demolition in, uh, on a house in the backyard, and <laughs> we... Uh, there was an outhouse so like a toilet outside of the house and we knocked all the walls down and like whatever but the toilet was still functioning we knocked all the walls around it barred the front door <laughs> so like whatever one day i came out and i walked around the back and this fella's just taking a shit and hurt. i'm like i'm like john what are you doing He goes, it's the only toilet that works. did like, Dude, like
1: Go somewhere else I haven't really Go been the corner In the construction industry But I guess it really revolves around uh, Shitting there's, there's a, uh, <laughs> yeah. we, we hear a wow, lot There's a lot going on there A lot of stories It's gross It's a gross industry
0: you
1: know? <laughs> Yeah that's like, I don't know I thought art industry was weird but Yeah <laughs>
0: yeah that sounds fun though i yeah. don't know why i keep thinking all the toilet stuff sounds fun but for it's, some reason it sounds it's fun. messy
1: it's just like a messy job
2: you just you're in the, the kind of says what kind of person you are you, know? <laughs> <laughs> like, you really like I yeah, talked to
0: my therapist
1: about that right? Right, right. <laughs> that's a really little yeah. weird so you came you started at the bottom which was yeah
2: I started at the bottom literally doing sign out sheets and washing cars I like, that okay. is it's i mean i don't want to talk like i wouldn't say it's the bottom but for what i aspired to do and like right. the the circle that I was in and like with everything going on, i started washing cars and uh, checking tire pressures, checking rubber tread, you know, like doing sign out sheets, adding simple math together. And then like kind of just stepped up every couple months from there, uh, went from uh, bottom to washing cars, doing all that to working like events, you know, helping out the events team, lifting shit, putting stuff into, into place. And then getting events on board, then working with the events director that we had, um, and then went into sales. So kind of just like gradually Slowly, yeah. stepped up. The ladder. Was it
1: official jump? So you were just like, okay, grab that. Like you just start doing that really quick because we're busy. Was it kind it, of like that, it, or no?
2: It was more like, yo, oh, dad, like
1: I, I, I want more. to move. I'm ready for the oh, yeah. next step.
2: I want to move on. Like I'm, I'm, I'm not here to take over events. Right. I'm not here to run the wash bay. I'm not here to run sales. Like right. I wanna, I wanna be a director. Doing this so, so, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, got just worked through, went into sales, enjoyed sales, and that's when like, when I went to sales, that was when I really started to understand the club, you know, because bef- prior to 2016, we didn't have the social part of the club, we didn't have food and beverage, you know, mm-hmm. like we had the social aspect, which down in 250 Hudson Street was an open bar, you know, like, members could just walk in, it was a 24 hour access, members just walk in, help themselves to beers, liquor, whatever. Yeah, and then just chuck tip money into a jar. And that's all it was. That was our social part. In 2016, when we moved location, because we doubled the space, it allowed us to put in the bar restaurant and the social aspect. So now, as well as our driving membership, we have the social membership. Um,
1: And that's where I, that's where- What would you say is more, I wouldn't say important, but like, what's really like driving the club? Is it the social aspect? Is it the drive? Is it the driving? Yeah, def- definitely more so the social, just because we cap the driving.
2: You okay. know, we have a certain amount of cars. We can't mm-hmm. if everyone wanted to drive the cars, we'd have no cars to, right. to showcase. You know, so it's definitely the social aspect. I feel like in the social aspect, it's affordable. You know, right. we yeah, don't yeah. charge out out the ass of like. Yeah some membership club compared to what's out there exactly so it's affordable you get a full bar restaurant and any events we run so things like boxing night and things like product launches you get access to and and you don't really see many of that a lot of like the activations happening at other clubs and i'm not shitting on any other clubs i'm just saying you don't visibly see it yeah, we it's, push it's out more approachable. Exactly. Well, that's yeah. what
0: Noah said. Noah okay. had the perfect way of explaining it, um, who is uh, director of... Food and Beverage. Food and Beverage. Yeah. He said really well, it's the least pretentious members-only club. Yeah. In, yeah. In, probably in the world. Like, yeah. And I'll tell you one of the reasons that i, I want to hear more that about being said it's still so
1: very it's like impressive it's beautiful like every time i bring someone there they're like wow like can right. we come all the time yeah. like it's like that sick but it yeah. gives
0: off a hundred percent and it gives off this this comforting vibe and one of the reasons that i think we got along right off the bat was because i i know that what you're going to tell us in the next few minutes is probably a laundry list of shit that you do every day and all the responsibilities you have but when we first met The two things that I loved about what you were doing was you came to me and even though you could probably just do whatever you want, you were like, can I get you a drink? Yeah. Like, that's awesome. And also you were, your mom and dad were sitting next to us and you were hanging out with them, checking on them. And so for for me, like just seeing that standpoint, seeing you from that standpoint was huge to see. But how often are you, do you get the opportunity to do stuff like that? Like what, what are you doing now? Like what does your day to day look like?
2: Yeah. I mean, so things... Things at the moment are very different. I've got a few things in the future that uh, I'm kind of lining up. So work at the moment is not normal. So prior to everything going on right now, um, day to day, I'm in there. I'm kind of like seeing overall ops and making sure everything is kosher, making sure we've got events coming up. You know, that's a big, big, big thing that I was involved in. Um, Member programming, making sure that we have two events, for members to do every week, week mm-hmm. in, week out, planning the boxing nights, you know, like planning certain activations that we've got going on, maybe getting a product, uh, a company in to work with. And I think a, f- a, friend of, a good friend of mine had a IV company, so we set them up in the lab. Oh, lot. that's cool. Yeah, so they were doing IV drips um, <clears throat> on like a Sunday morning when people needed it, you know? So just kind of like plugging holes that don't necessarily need to be plugged, but that ben that will benefit the business, right? You know. So you float around, you wear many hats. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So
0: you were just in Dubai. Just in Dubai.
2: How was that? Um, fantastic. It's like it's a really cool place. It's it's different, but it's very cool. Super clean. They, so safe, I've heard. So safe. Not not you don't see a homeless person anywhere. Wow. Like what I got told when I was saying that they were like. The guys were like, look, if there's a homeless person, the locals would just buy them a house in the middle of the desert and be like, yo, go, just go, get away from here. <laughs> we don't want you. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Like, and they hoover the streets every night. Wow.
1: Really? Dude, it's crazy. Yeah. Like, it's- Is it as opulent as like it's expressed to On be? Like, yeah. uh, wealth out of control? Out of control. Yeah. Like,
2: it, and I was we, was, we were staying up the top of uh, like a apartment building. And we went out onto the deck and this was, we flew, we got landed at about midnight and we got back to the crib at like 1am, something like that. And you could just hear like SVJs, Lambos, just really? ripping through Dubai. Oh, wow. like, And that's all you could hear. There was no honking or like beeping or whatever. Just it was engines. just, yeah, like roaring though. Yeah, like, they don't do stuff <laughs> like that.
1: What was the craziest thing you saw out there?
2: Um, Not that
1: anything's crazy to you anymore, I'm sure.
2: Yeah. Pretty sensitized. In all honesty, it's it's not the crazy; it's the volume. It's not okay. like mm-hmm. it's not yeah. specific craziness. It's just the how volume many, of craziness. You Any, six, how many Ferraris.
0: wagons yeah. like Ferraris. twenty G wagons, yeah.
2: you know, twenty Ferraris. Yeah. I did see something crazy happen though, like blew my mind. We went to this nightclub, which I don't know what it's called, but um, Means uh, it was a good night. It was it was a good night. But um, afterwards, my buddy who was wasn't drinking, we jumped in his Urus, and we were driving back to his crib. And uh, we got on the highway and he was like pulling onto the highway. So he was cruising in the slow lane. In the middle lane coming past us was a taxi, right? And then I was in the passenger seat. He was driving. And I kind of looked over and saw his wing mirror. And I saw this like 488 piece there like ripping. I could hear it too. It was like screaming. And it was was, like, it was moving. It must have been doing like 120 plus easy. And I just look over. And as I look over, I see the taxi like, gets scared comes across and hits the fucking hits the 488 yeah and like the guy must have had dumb money because he just kept going like just like tore off no no like breaking (laughs) or like sliding the thing just like gone yeah it was crazy damn yeah and the thing like had pipes like it it was worked hooked up yeah yeah yeah, for sure because i heard it coming from before i saw those actually
1: aspirated those are turbocharged i think those are turbo turbo yeah
0: yeah okay yeah, um, I should I, know that. I've heard sto- crazy <laughs> yeah, you know. stories of like uh, people forgetting their laptops in a coffee shop. They come back two days later, it's still Yeah, dude, it it's, it's wow. so Yeah, like safe.
2: even so, we had a table in this club next to us was another table, obviously. And uh, there's a guy who just had like this huge Louis V uh, like wallet. Massive. I don't know what the hell was in it, but it was he left oh, it there for really. like 30 minutes and untouched. That's And wow. like in a club in New York, just don't happen. That'd gone. be like gone. Yeah, like gone. Like gone in two seconds, you know? So like, it's different. It was, it was really cool though. But why I was in Dubai, I got connected through a mutual member at the car club and obviously racing experience. I've been around cars and motorcycles since I was born um, when I came over to the U.S., I got heavily into motorcycle race racing on track and off track. Um, so something I loved. I loved. I love racing. It's it's what I'm about pretty much. I, I, lo- I love it. Love it. Love it. Uh, my old man used to race back in 1999. In what did my, he race? Uh, Radicals. So okay. Like an open cockpit downforce car. Carbon fiber. Yeah, carbon fiber body. At the time, they were literally a, a like a square. Hmm. It just you, as you, if you look from above. It was just a square, carbon square. That's what's like on the wall? The, yeah. It, that's a, That's got a roof on it, but it's the same same okay. make, different model, but same, uh, same factory. Um, so he was racing that all around Europe. And as a family, we jumped in the... That's uh, cool. We call it a Winnebago. Like a uh, uh, RV, RV kind of. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and just traveled around Europe, which was really fun. Um, so always been around racing. And then I wanted to give it a go. And I... Got a bit of talent for it. I got things going on up here for it. So um, yeah, jumped into motorcycle racing, loved it, was good at it, and then and that was street bikes, street bikes and dirt. So where would you start? Started on dirt, and then quickly went to went to street bikes. Um, that was because of Mike Pritch at the club. Like he was he was already doing it, and kind of was like, oh, why don't you come along and and check it out? I went to a few track days before I actually jumped on the bike, and then. I think my first track day, they stuck me in the like middle group, and I'm thinking like, what is going on? <laughs> I had like bikes tearing past me, and mm-hmm. I'm like, Ooh.
1: and then it just kind of spins. before you start. So were you riding motocross in the UK?
2: Yeah, so my first dirt bike I got given. My dad obviously bought it for me uh, when I was six years old. Wow. Yeah, so been so you riding your whole life. Yeah, we had like a we had a pretty good back garden for it. Okay. Um, so I'd just rip around there, and then we take the bike up. Out of like, London and do some green laning, and then I kind of just like jumped from bike to bike as I
1: grew up. Um, did you street bike? Like, did you like r- like in the world? Were you like riding you motorcycles riding like London? for transportation? Uh, not
2: London. No, my parents were pretty against me being on the street. um So not in London. When I got over to New York, though, I was like, oh, I could do what I want. Like my parents are still <laughs> living in London, you know, like. The city's mine. that's kind of crazy for it, so I bought a bike. Um, which was it was a Yamaha MT oh, it was an FC Ten at the time. Okay, so it's a naked like. Yeah, 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 yeah. badass wheelie machine, really wheelie machine. machine. Yeah, that thing yeah. just like the whole time, twelve o'clock. Yeah, it's which totally was cool. amazing. And then uh I was I was actually having lunch downtown, left outside, got robbed. Really? Yeah, I have like video of them taking the bike and then wheeling the bike up the west side highway all the yeah. way to the bronx like, it was wow yeah it was pretty crazy and my dumb ass had no theft insurance so i got nothing for it i feel like bikes you know. were like designed to get stolen oh it's like insane 100 yeah. like everyone i know has had a bike stolen once yeah
1: sure. uh, even if it's just for a little bit we've
0: been lucky even if it's just you're for a, couple you're hours. the first two that haven't had one then no no first... oh, but every, we hear about stories all the time. it's right crazy now. so how did the your passion for racing leads you to that trip to Dubai. And I think you were in Italy too, right?
2: Yeah. So got connected at the car club, um, mutual friend. And they kind of came to me like, there's this is a new opportunity, like check it out first. Um, the series is called E1 and it's based around uh, fully electric boats. <laughs> so no, no motors. I didn't realize that. Yeah. Fully, fully electric boats, foil boats. So it's a pretty. You're out of the out of the water. So yes, yeah, so, I mean the boat starts in the water. As soon as you get speed, it starts lifting onto the foils. The foils wrap like under the boat, so you're driving it on the foils at more speed. So the faster you go, the more out of the water the boat is. Wow. Um, you have a pretty. You you guys have like a foil board, don't you?
0: I've I, we've seen them before. But right. We have uh, a wakeboard
2: boat. Yeah. Okay. Right. 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 So we do
1: some wake surfing.
2: Right. 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 So this it's...
1: sounds kind of like. Uh, in Star Wars One, when they were racing the Dude, pods, literally, it's yeah, that's everyone, exactly what I'm thinking. Everyone right
2: now. like has been comparing it to that. <laughs> and I was at first, I'm like, Dang, did I see that Star?" Wars and
1: again, Skywalker Pod Racer, Dude, yes. it's just like love that, that game, just like that. Yeah. Like the
2: thing actually looks like it should be in Star Wars. Wow. So yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty cool, and it's the whole reason I went to Milan first, I had no boating experience. You know, the only experience I had was racing, and that's that's kind of the only leg they had to stand on to come for me. Like, it was pretty mad. And the whole experience happened, still happening so fast. And I haven't had a second to wrap my head around everything. But it's, so it's an all-electric boating series. Um, that, Is it a straight line thing? No, they're doing it in, they're doing tracks. Wow. So wow. Yeah, so it's like a, they put two, so it's mainly lefts and they put one or two right-handers in.
1: Just to throw just you off.
2: It's, they say it's harder to go right, but for me, it was easier to go right. It was all that's your whole thing. thing. I'm like, I'm that's like, his whole gimmick. Like, <laughs> you can always go. You can't turn left. Yeah. You can always turn right. right. So, like, yeah, the whole thing's been a bit of a whirlwind, actually. Okay. Because I've, I've never been like I've been around boats my life, but I've never been around racing boats. I've never been around, actually, like doing the boat stuff. You know, actually driving or been on on the boat where people are driving the boats. You know, so it was super fast as fuck. Mm, So the training boats, yeah, they were fast. They were like ribbed boats, okay, with the gas motors. Because it was just about learning how to drive a boat, pretty much. These boats not fast. You're doing like at the fastest, I think you're doing like forty-eight to fifty mile an hour on the water, which is pretty fast fast on the water. Fast on the water feel slow it doesn't feel fast really? at all because you're you're in a cockpit you know like okay. you, uh-huh. you're not opened if if the cockpit was open you'd feel the wind and you'd be like okay like i understand what the I'm speed buzzing. what yeah. speed i'm doing but for this thing like it didn't feel fast it's just so technical and uh, precise like so hmm. technical and it's how big is it it's about 10 foot 8 to 10 feet it's not huge um, but it's wide. It's like seven to eight feet wide because the foils come off the side and wrap around under the boat. Right? Huh. So it's uh, it's it's pretty cool in the sense that it's something you've never seen before for sure. It's like a completely new boat. Can't even really have Several nah. different ideas. Keeps going back to those pod oh, racers. Yeah, but, dude, I yeah. mean, like, I'm going to show you at the end of it, <laughs> yeah, or whenever, please. whenever you're ready. Like, Imagine you're
1: racing Chewbacca th- but, dude, but, uh, <laughs> for sure. Like in my head, that's what was going on. <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> Star Wars, Italy is sure. just like tattooing. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you're racing them in Milan. So Milan was
2: just the like headquarters. It's the boats were getting made in Milan, but Milan was the academy. So you have to, as a driver, or all the drivers that have been put forward for this race series, they have to go into the academy to get some sort of qualification to go on and then race the boat. Um, the first race is in Jeddah. I know a load of the drivers. Where? Jeddah, Saudi Arabia. Okay. Um, I know a load of the it's drivers. Jedi? <laughs> yeah, that's a the
1: <laughs> All comes back to Star Wars and keep <laughs>
2: A load of the drivers are going out because they need to spend more time in the boat and, like, fully understand it. Because in, in, the, in the academy, you're just doing a lot of boat stuff, general, general boat stuff, and then you have one full day in the boat. So, like, in order to be fast and good in the boat, you need eight to ten hours just hmm. purely sat there doing it over and over again. Wow. But it's super. Again, it's super technical and precise in the sense that, like, you're not going too fast, but you're always working something. You're pretty much the whole time flat on the gas. It's a foot pedal, so you're flat on the gas, but there's always stuff going on. The faster you go, the more you have to trim down. In the corners, the more you have to trim up, trim up to keep the boat stable. But you don't want to trip, so sort of, huh. you don't want to trim up too much because the boat starts flailing and then probably just falls off the foils.
1: It's a jet or it's a propeller? Propeller. And are you on like a man-made reservoir?
2: uh depends so i actually don't know what the race is i think they're trying to keep them in like lakes like karma water because what i got from it is the the more chop and the more wash like the harder it was yeah and especially because it's so sensitive again you're up on the foils and it's like it's the most precise driving that i've ever done in a sense can you bump uh no
0: that'd be
2: savage we're well, in a close
0: cockpit it's kind of well, sketchy a, i mean it's a 1.1 $1. $1 million dollar boat wow each and you were saying the sport itself is gaining some traction there's some popular people doing yeah, so, it yeah so yeah it's
2: i mean welcome to check it out e1 series uh it's uh it's going to be a cool series it's the first season of it it's the the boats are still getting like tweaked Twelve i believe so i think they're still working on a, like a carrier a, or something yeah, yeah. That, that whole system um but I think it should be big names behind it. Tom Brady, oh, wow. Steve Aoki, Sergio Perez. Love Coley, yeah, like big, big, big names behind. The, the, and they're the team owners. They're individual oh, really? team owners, yeah. Is uh, it like a
1: two-man team?
2: Two-man team, uh, one male, one female uh, oh, wow. in every team. And you have a teammate? I don't know. We don't know yet. Wow. Just, still still, still, pretty, it starts, still but, figuring it
0: out.
1: boat racing. Uh, yeah, pretty much.
0: <laughs> so pretty what would much. be... Uh, like five years from now, you're in this world. What's your dream scenario? You're racing for a specific team. You're to win.
2: Probably, yeah. No. I mean, to win. <laughs> you know, in all honesty, to win the first season championship. That's like got to be you're your made goal, in a goal, Like, yeah, yeah you, like you're you're coming from a world that you're not really in boating, you know. And you're showing up people that are doing it. And at the end of the day, like everyone's in the same boat when it comes literally there we They're go literally. <laughs> pun intended <laughs> didn't think about that everyone's in the same situation with this boat because it's new there's nothing like it like right, no one
1: has too much experience exactly yeah. well,
2: everyone has the same experience yeah you know that we come from different we may worlds have more right we yeah. come from different racing worlds but no one has experience in this boat and what from my like knowledge and what i've witnessed and seen with the academy the guys that came from a boating background really struggled with this boat. Because really? Yeah, because it's complete... Op- every, literally everything in the boat is reversed. So hmm. on a normal boat, the faster you go, the more you want to like trim up, you know? The more speed you get to trim up, get the boat out of the water. With this thing, the faster you go, the more you want to trim down, keep the boat in the water for stability. Right. So just little things like that, it's already the opposite. So again, from what I saw, the boating guys were having a bit of bit of trouble with it but it's a really exciting experience uh
0: do anybody was, have any accidents or flip or they're pretty hard to flip i tried
2: gave it like a come on boy first thing that, you gotta right? do yeah right?
0: yeah but, uh yeah no pretty hard to pretty
2: hard to flip um but still pretty much in talks you know like
1: do you have to be calculated with how much like fuel you have or power you have like like i can't go all out the whole so time there is a boost button wow, you need that? You can yeah. hit that. A fast and the furious yeah, action. Like, yeah, exactly. Like it. So
2: there's, there's a few little things that will waste the battery, but they're looking at doing 10-minute races. Okay. Just to make sure that's not an issue for the first season. That maybe you your two, attention too. Right, exactly. Season two, season three, a lot's going to change. But I think for season one, the boats are the exact same for every team. There's not much you can do on the boat. Maybe we change the propeller, but they're not allowing a lot of changes going on into the boat
1: how many races a season
2: um it, they keep adding races okay so the first one's in jeddah and then it's venice monaco rotterdam that sounds sick. yeah yeah um any america miami has nice. been called for season two i think they're working on it now to get into season one i don't again i i don't know a lot on on that side i'm just trying to it's very interesting curiosity. it's super it's interesting it's, like and this. it's all like it's all about that they've done it to um, it's all about like keeping the seat keeping the water clean hmm. you know moving, watch, right? moving away from engines and dumping uh, fuel cool. into the water it's all about like the, the next step into how how we keep a sustainability um, and yeah. Not, yeah Absolutely. did the
1: guy who brought you into this is he like what is his involvement in this
2: uh, I think he's just friends with like some of the teams, and just thought I'd be a good like. This guy's crazy enough just to yeah, do this, you know. A lot of it, I think a lot of his think- thinking behind it was more on the fact like, yeah, he's racing, but he's also got a personality that right. he can bring to the sport. You know, like a lot of what we see in F one nowadays is basically computer nerds. You know, like, yeah. Um, Max Verstappen, he is miserable. You know, in the, only in the last two years has he really, like, understood down. there's cameras in front of him and he kind of has to play the part. Before that, he was just a little bratty, bratty kid, yeah. you know, like, that loved his computer games and he's really fast, which fair play to him. The guy does very well, he's on championship number two now or three, something like mm-hmm. that. Um, but... He, he's just saying this because
1: he's scared. And Max will see this and then challenge him <laughs> no, to a foil dude. race. Dude, I'm ready for it. Come on, bring it on. Bring man. it on, Max. We We're ready about? for you. We're not scared <laughs> yeah. over here. We're talking here. about taking
0: no. it to the next level. That yeah. Oh, no. that's, the
1: no. real, that's the real goal. Fist fight. Win season one, thing Max I'm for up stabbing up for season two. Yeah, the next main card of fight night is going to be <laughs> you yeah. him. Yeah, here we in, go. The, in the club. Imagine that. I'm it's the feud we needed. Right. So like they're trying
2: to bring like races personalities into the sport that's the whole thing it's cool that's awesome. um but it's yeah it's it's a new experience for me i'm still figuring it out to be honest that's awesome, man. it's it's gonna be cool though that's if cool. i get racing you guys have to come to oh i would love yeah. you to do that in miami that'd be yeah. sick it sounds Even like some kind of place venice, venice monaco yeah i'm in shit like that I'm picturing so. it now
0: awesome <laughs> <Austin>, venice <laughs> Sun kissed, it'd be sick.
2: Sounds great, it'd be sick. So yeah, that's kind of where that boating experience is. That's awesome. Is going. And are
1: you done with all bike racing or no, most no, not bike not racing? Not at
2: all. I mean, in within this, within this year, in the last few months, I've raced in Turkey on the dirt. Bike. Wow. Uh, I've raced in uh, Tennessee. Um, I was meant to go to South Africa and race out there at the end of November, but just. Everything happening at the moment. Do
1: you of, ever travel just to ride and not to race?
2: Uh, just like I want to just
1: go check this. Yeah, internet?
2: we. Yeah, yeah. We've done a lot of that. I just like we went to the Isle of Man TT, the race. Okay. And we have we have about six bikes out there. We just rode. Wow. Um, we ran with a group called Gnarly Roots. There's like two ex-pro enduro riders that put this like tour guide together, um, and they run tours all around the US, Moab. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah, like, but really, really cool places. Places like, that you don't very gnarly, Very
1: like- gnarly? Uh, they,
2: depending on the group. Like, okay. when we go, my dad comes with me. So, like, two guides. One guide will take us up some, like, properly gnarly stuff. And you're thinking, dang, throwing up in your helmet. This is <laughs> no fun, you know. <laughs> that must be insane. And you just see my dad, like, bobbing around at the top. And I'm like... He's nasty. Gone. I should have gone with that guy. <laughs> what am I doing? You know, so... Um, Varies depending on the talent of the group. They'll they'll chuck in some hard stuff, some That's easy cool. stuff. Your dad could outride you? Um, absolutely not. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> I wish he could. I wish I could have said yeah, but nah, No. Nah, nah. He's not a, like he's not a sicko, you know. Like he had me. He made yeah, the he sicko, raised like, the sicko. Yeah, he yeah. <laughs> yeah, I raised the sicko. So no, but different experiences like that. We get to just ride, no racing. But what the was racing? best place you ever you ever rode. Um. I'm probably going to say Moab. It was different. Yeah, it was like Red Rock. It feels like you're on Mars. Not that I've ever been to Mars, so I know what it looks like. But (laughs) it feels like that kind of... Back to Star Wars. Yeah. Yo, for reals. Always back to Star Wars. So Probably Moab was the coolest destination we've ridden
0: at. um, Tell me about what kind of cars you guys have in the fleet right now.
2: Yeah, so we have... We're actually like selling all the ones that I like. which I'm a bit bummed out by Yeah, but this is what it is. We have a one ninety SE that we're selling. Um, probably my favorite car that we ended up selling to you guys was the nine nine three. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a Lamborghini Performante, uh, green GT three. Green GT, my favorite. Green. That, that's what? One. What green is that? Is
1: it acid? I have no idea. That's <laughs> that's insane. It's your job, dude. Yeah, you're yeah, the bike shop Again, guy. but that co- that color is insane. It's, it's like That car's screaming. That's like.
2: I would never say that green is my favorite spec Porsche, but that's my favorite spec Porsche. Yeah. Like it's, the it's seats are sick. There's it's that insane. like checkered, black and white seats, the white rims,
0: everything is just so perfect on Yeah, there. like it's done very, very well. So that's we, a
1: nine nine one or nine nine two?
0: Nine nine two. Nine nine two. So we asked this question to all of our guests and I'm really interested to to hear your opinion about it. Unlimited budget, three cars. The rules are a daily driver has to be functional, has to start every time. If you got kids, throw them in the back, groceries. Second is your weekend car, something you want to take state, ride around the canyons, whatever. And the last one is your grail car. You might not even drive it. You just look at it, walk by it, polish it, and that's it.
2: Mhm. Um. So my daily would be my Defender. I love the thing. Yeah? Yeah, I had the Cayenne Coupe before, and... My defender washes it out. Also. Really? I just love it. I love the stance on them. You can stealth them out. Tough. Pretty cool. Yeah, they t- yeah. they are tough. They're a tough car, especially if you're doing well. Like you guys did the red calipers of mine. Yeah, it just like the stance on it looks so different. So again, thank you for that. It was awesome. Yeah, that was um, so my def- the V8 Defender for sure. Um, the run, the like the upstate car to tear around on track or on roads. GT3. Yeah. Okay. Sure. the one that you guys have now you like yeah i like the pdk we had a stick before and like okay that's another thing sorry for breaking everything up but like no, you americans with stick cars like weird mm-hmm. weird obsession yeah. I oh say. really like, like obsession. weird wow it's, like you th- everyone's like oh yeah like control the car most guys that say oh i can control the car with the clutch has a burnt clutch every like oh, yeah. twice a month or something. Like, so don't yeah, get me started yeah, on my yeah. precision. I'm an yeah, okay. guy. Dude, PDK, PDK the PDK whole guy. way. The PDK whole way. PDK is insane. It's, 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 it's a video game. It's, it's a video game. Yeah. It's the most precise driving that you could ever witness in a yeah. car. You know, like, cool, you can do donuts with the <laughs> stick. Like, <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. Cool.
1: It's tough Good to beat you. that. It's a little tough to beat like, that. PDK but is. is no, nah, the, P- the, the PDK this. is. I, I don't think I've driven anything else. With like a dual clutch, that's even close to that. Like it's you can so just like sharp. smash the gas and it just yeah. like downshifts. shifts. The sound is insane. Like it's amazing. It's, yeah,
2: and it's like instant. Mm-hmm. It's it's very very impressive. Yeah, actually. Um, wow. And then the last one, I don't know. Probably like a, I'd drive it. That's the thing. Like that's I fine. understand collectors do their collector stuff, but if I own these cars, like we do own these cars, drive it. Yeah, you know, get out there, rinse it, have a good time doing it. I'd probably do like a crazy spec Ford GT, the new one. Okay. Like crazy like carbon body, like something crazy. Again, one other. that you guys have. Yeah, but it's not carbon body, but it's got the carbon package. And yeah. It's, it's good yeah. enough. Nice, nice color scheme. Yeah, red and classic, red and yeah. white. Yeah. Um, white well, and red, but yeah, I'd probably do like a crazy carbon Ford GT. Okay. That's I also said like when I was out in Dubai with these guys. They were like, oh, I said, like, would you get a Lambo? I was like, nah, I'd probably buy a Ford GT. Like, having that out here would be sick. Different. So different. One mm. of the
1: first times and probably the last times we'll hear an American car. Yeah. At, right. that,
2: at that halo level. Yeah. But, uh, but it's pretty cool. It's amazing. Yeah. That car is amazing. I haven't, we have like, I think on the Classic Car Club one, we only have about 23 miles or something. Like wow. So that's kind of just a piece that just sits there. and It's like roped off, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I would love to bury that
0: thing. One of the things that you guys do now, which I really love, is the uh, stick shift lessons. Yeah. Which kind of goes back to what you were saying before. There's a, a joke in America that if you want to make sure your car doesn't get stolen by stick shift, because the guy who's stealing your car doesn't know how to drive right, stick. Right, right, for sure. But um, that might be cool too if you guys had an event where members could come in and like have one of your master techs like show them how to do an oil yeah. change or. You yeah, know.
2: I mean, we do a few things like that. We do like uh, mechanics nights. They kind of fallen off now because it's a very particular kind of event you know it's hands-on it's it's kind of for people that have the time and like the the thing about some events is when you're getting involved it's quite it can be quite daunting you Mm -hmm. know like it can be like when we do our cooking classes and stuff like that some people just don't they don't want to get up the front and like because jesse our chef jesse he'll call people up you know he will be like go put your hands on there like help me with it some people are just not about that. They would prefer to sit at the back, I and mean, that's fine too. Yeah, you know. But just even to push yourself to get involved to these events, like you got to, you got to be about it. You know, yeah. and like it's daunting to some people. One hundred percent. Like, it's finding that balance with if we put on these events, we need them. We need them to do well. You know, there's no point in putting in on events and having one person. Though, yeah, because it it's got to make dollars. It's got to yeah. make sense. Absolutely yeah. right. Like yeah, it's, for, it's for sure. It's the first sure. and foremost.
0: But th- there is a weird uh, line to to try to tell of of doing something that makes business sense but also you have to build passion and that is the thing that going back to again the first thing that I saw when I came to the car club was you guys are so obviously passionate about what you do and you just exude that and I think it's why another reason why I think we get along because my dad I'm stealing this from Ryan Friedman but it's for us it's the customer experience first the car and then the business third yeah for sure and it, that's what it feels like for you guys oh, 100% you
2: know 100% no i appreciate that big time because like that we we do put a lot of work into it's not it's not about us you know like we're just doing it because firstly we love it you know and secondly like we want people to love it with us yeah and then it's the business so it's that same customers and then like experience yeah, and then business and then business yeah so
0: what are the events coming up that you're really excited about is there anything you have your hands on um yes we've got so obviously in the next
2: coming weeks we've got a new year's party which is going to be fun uh again that's more of like a chill kind of soiree that people can come to if they're in town um private like members only of course but we'll have a dj drinks a countdown at midnight so that'll be that'll be chill and fun um Something I'm doing at the moment is Miami F1. Um so we've got we put together a huge package for members. We've got I think we have 21 spaces available. So we've got That's um sick. a private suite on the start finish looking so, so not sick. on the not on the garage side on the other side, so the grandstand side, but it looks directly into like the pit boxes. It's pretty cool. Sick. We went year 1 and we just had normal seats. So this year, uh, or twenty twenty four, I was like, we've got to do, yeah, a suite. So we got a hotel in South Beach, um, with like suite tickets for all three days. We'll have a coach, a bus, drive us around different events, and then on the outside of the racing for the weekend, we'll go to. We're working with a few partners like IWC, um, McLaren, Aston Martin, Mercedes, just to do some of their activations outside Mm -hmm. of the track. Um, so yeah that's uh, that's kind of what I'm pushing at the moment yeah I've been
0: trying what? to figure out how to expense that to the business for weeks now yeah like dad listen <laughs> <laughs> if I could sell it to my wife I could definitely sell we it to you we will
2: figure it out yeah we're we are gonna figure it out, figure out. Um, and then a few others like we do a ring and uh, spa, spa trip every Sick. year which is a lot of fun um, I think we're just working on a few in the pipeline right now cool. just to get out there but we don't again we don't want to do too many and saturate the market but we want to have the ability to be out there for people to pick and choose what they want to
0: so the last two questions that i like to ask everybody um the first one is do you have it can be related to you know you helping run this business or life in general or car culture but a pet peeve and a recommendation so uh anything that just grinds your gears and anything that you would tell people like from your experience is there something that you recommend
2: yeah I, I mean there's a few things i my pet peeve is my pet peeve in life and it comes into business too is people talking over me I and mean, it that's it kind of comes away from the automotive but whatever people talking over me is the worst thing that you could do as an individual or that happens to you if someone's talking, just hear them out mm-hmm. you know hear them out, hear what they have to say, even if you don't agree with it, just let them talk, let them finish what they have to say instead of butting over and making it either about yourself or about something else just hear it out It's the best thing you can do if you don't again don't agree don't agree but you'll have your turn at the end of it so my pet peeve is definitely people talking over someone not necessarily me but we're sitting around in a circle and two people are talking over it's not gonna work yeah so that's my yeah that's my that's a really good one yeah yeah just boom straight into my head (laughs) (laughs) so
0: yeah and then what was the other uh recommendation for anything in life, same thing with Pepe. So, mine oh. is uh, I rewatched the movie Layer Cake recently. Okay, uh, which, if you're a car fan, there's a yellow old Defender yeah. in there, which yeah, is yeah. sick. Seen it. That's definitely a wreck. That's Guy Ritchie, right? I think that's a Guy Ritchie film. I, I gotta said. check on that, but it's a fantastic film. So, if you haven't seen Layer Cake, old school Daniel Craig, awesome movie. That's a really good one.
2: I recommend competing at some level. I think competition, in as a kid. All the way up to an adult, I think competition is so key for like just life in general. I've always been in competition, whether it be from playing rugby when I was young to eighteen or racing, or I just think competition in life is so good for you. Like, and it, it, it started to go a bit downhill with life as general. I I hear things now of like in school, people get participation medals. I'm not for this. No, I mean I am not for this, but. Each to their own, but I think competition is is key. Huge. Yeah, I recommend competition in any form, yeah. whether it be chess, racing, playing sports, anything. games, whatever. Yeah. Competition for
0: sure. Yeah, yeah. Building on that, I think a huge part of that is, uh, I agree. Like after college, I stopped competing and I stopped learning new stuff. Mm-hmm. I was just like in this rat race, and I think that's a huge part of it too. Yeah. Is it's it's good to suck at things.
2: Yeah, As I was just about to say winning or losing. It doesn't matter what it is. Like, you'll you you learn from both. Yeah. And it's competition is huge a huge learning curve. That's a really good one.
0: Yeah. And then my last question that I like to ask people is, if you had a time machine and a magic wand, what would you tell sixteen year old Dang. That's a tough it's, one. Uh, don't be
2: an asshole. <laughs> really, I was a I was a little shit bag when I was younger, but
0: you kind of we we kind of all were. <laughs> yeah. Well, you kind of have to. sixteen nah, year old phelan what does he need to be told?
2: Just probably just enjoy it. Like I've, in all honesty, I've I'm so fortunate. I'm so 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 fortunate. My parents have put me in a place where like things have happened for me. You know, like I haven't. I've bust my ass in the things that have that I have gone on to do, but like they've I'm I've, I've been very very fortunate in yeah. my life. So just like stick at it. You yeah. know, like stick at it keep going like it
0: will be all right that's awesome yeah where can people find you where can people find the club social yeah, media so,
2: yeah social media um ccc manhattan is classic car clubs um Phelan nine is my